Blog Talk Radio. Trump released a video saying, they cheated, but stay calm. That's like breaking up with someone and saying, it's not me, it's you. I'm Brett Singer. This is my show. Brett from the bunker, yeah, we're here, we're stuck in the bunker, we're still stuck in the bunker, because we don't have the vaccine, some people have it, but I don't, yeah, it's going to be a long time, I don't even want to think about how long, but that's okay, hey, how you doing, I'm Brett Singer, this is Brett from the bunker, You are joined today by Brian Gendron, Brian, how you doing? Hey, Brett, doing well, man, thanks for having me. Of course, thanks for coming on. So let's see. I always ask people this. I've been asking people this. I've been doing this thing whole, all quarantine. And it's still a relevant question. How are you holding up? Uh, you know, I'm in good spirits. I'm, I'm holding up really well. Uh, family, you know, I got two kids and a wife. Everybody's safe and healthy. And uh, we're in Houston, Texas. The vaccine's being rolled out as one of, one of the first cities. So people are starting to uh, be a little more optimistic about uh, overcoming this. And I'm in a great mental space, picked up some new habits like hot yoga and other things to kind of be present. And, Ooh, look at you. Uh, yeah, about to run a marathon in a couple of days. So, uh, man, I, I, honestly, I'm, I'm tip-top shape, man. I'm doing good. They're having marathons? Uh, no. <laughs> it's it's virtual, actually. So oh. uh, they give me an app. Yeah, I have to go run around in circles until it says stop. And uh, then, then I'd submit that time, and that's my first marathon. Kind of a bummer. Okay. I, I, yeah, but I'm listen. It's impressive that you can do it. I mean, I would, I would, I would last, you know, maybe a mile before I fall apart. So <laughs> that's great that you're in good shape to do that. Yeah, yeah but even, yet, even, but, uh, even considering it, um, I think I think that's great. I think that's terrific. Congratulations. Thanks, man. So, what have you been doing to stay sane? I mean, it sounds like exercise is obviously a big part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a big part of it is uh, exercise, like I mentioned, hot yoga, doing a lot of running. Uh, you know, the other side of it is uh, focusing on, on business. And, uh, you know, I, I'm an entrepreneur. I run an IT consulting business, cybersecurity business, uh, in addition to uh, comedy, which is, which is a, a hobby sort of turned side hustle and it's become its own business. So, uh, and family. So I've got all these different things that, that keep me busy. Uh, you know, it's, some travel plans have been canceled, but uh, aside from that, uh, I, I stay busy. My mind's always always on something. I'd say this is a good time to have a family. Would you agree with that? I feel like this is, you know, way, I, I know people, like single people, and they're by themselves, and I feel bad for them. Sure. Yeah, for that aspect alone. Yeah, I mean, when I look at, you know, uh, you, you talked about you know, being in, in quarantine and, and people in self-isolation. And, of course, I, I'm, I'm a, uh, you know, focused on fitness. Some people aren't, and, and so what happens is they get lonely. They don't have any sort of outlet. Uh, you know, depression gets in. Uh, those, these are the things that I get concerned about in the long term. You know, the pandemic eventually will pass. But, you know, what about the, the mental health, the physical health of people who have been uh, stuck at home by themselves. It's, it's it's a scary thing to think about long term. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. And I, I I did not to overstate it, but I mean I'm I'm very impressed and a little jealous that you're focused on fitness. I 
I am I, I don't really enjoy exercise, and so I really have to push myself. <laughs> and I have I, I you know I do a little, but I just I it could definitely be more. So uh, I, I applaud you. I applaud your efforts. I think it's great. Yeah, you know, I've, um, I've struggled with health in the past. I've weighed as much as 300 pounds. I'm, I'm oh, wow. closer to 200 now. Yeah, so uh, I've been on the other side of it. And I, I would like to say that, uh, you know, it's, it's just creating the habits and then giving yourself the, the proper nutrition. And, uh, you know, in, in, in this period of, of the pandemic, I've been able to really find a good groove uh, to stick in that helps me, uh, you know, recover quickly from the nutrition, stretching and all that stuff that I never really took seriously before. But at 37 years old, you got to take it seriously. And, I, and sure. now I'm kicking myself in the butt that, you know, 15 years ago, I wasn't wasn't practicing this. So, uh, but it just, it starts with just developing and, and learning and doing a little bit of research and putting in some good habits and, and then you'd be surprised, uh, what you're capable of. That's great. That's great. So, so, so one of the things you've been doing in quarantine is virtual comedy. Is that, is that a fair statement? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, so Houston's interesting in that, you know, for the most part, we've been able to, uh, there's a two month period where there was nothing. Uh, and, and, and I was doing nothing. There wasn't any, uh, comedy going on and, and we'll talk about probably my podcast that we started uh, on the tail end of that period of time. But, uh, but really, you know, Houston, we've been able to have shows and um, indoor shows, outdoor shows. Uh, it's been pretty lax in Texas throughout compared to other markets and other countries, as I understand, complete lockdowns and things. So we've been lucky to have that. But uh, what's interesting is even with having all that available to me, I have added uh, online comedy as, as as a supplement, and I love it. I, I think it's going to be built into my uh, weekly sort of writing practice. Is, is, is this is sort of a pre-open mic way to test out material with comics from across the country. Uh, so these are sort of workshop type uh, situations, and uh, it's super valuable and helpful. So. Yeah, I really enjoyed your mic. I thought it was really good, and I think that uh, it's whenever you go to a bad mic, it's easy to remember how good, you know what a, how good a good mic is. You know, <laughs> yeah. like you guys run you guys run yeah. a good mic. It's solid. I got I got some good tags. It was it was a good it was a good experience. I'll definitely be back. Thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's everything's experiential. You know, when I I run you know actually run comedy shows. I have a headliner show here in Houston. I run a charity show. And I even, you know, I take that same mentality to these open mics. And, uh, and so it's, you know, let's run it tight. Let's make sure that we try to keep it within an hour. Let's make sure that, uh, you know, we give everybody a proper introduction and we get a proper applause going just like a regular show. But then the, the, the other thing I, that I really, uh, that I think differentiates us a little bit is I listen to what resources are being shared throughout the mic and uh, as well as, you know, of course, record the video. And then in the email that I send out to everybody at the end, I try to include a list of resources that can help them grow as comics. So we take it, I, I think, a, a step further, uh, not just the experience itself, but then helping comics on their way. No, no, it's great. That's terrific. I, I actually was reminded of that when I was looking up your email. So I thought that was a, that was a really handy thing. Um, so now I apologize if you, say, if you said this already, and maybe I missed it, but you're still performing. Like, how often are you performing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I got a, uh, you know, last night was an open mic. Uh, admittedly, I, I, I believe that I got coronavirus towards the end of last year and did sort of oh, a 14 wow. day self quarantine. It's, you know, going back to the health stuff, the symptoms actually ended up being fairly mild, although I still can't taste or smell, which in some cases is actually a good thing. Uh, but definitely uh, on the recovery side of that, 
light, gratefully very light symptoms. Um, and I never got tested. I, did, I just don't really care to participate in, as a statistic. It really doesn't give me any information. It doesn't really change anything that I. You don't want to know. Wait, you don't want to know if you had it? No, I mean, you no, know, not really. I mean, I, I would. I'm curious, but I, I just, it's, I, you know, uh, the tests aren't even necessarily accurate. Uh, it, it, it just, you know, I took the precautions that I needed to to make sure I didn't spread it. But, um, but yeah, I, what, 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 how is it going to change? You know, I was, I was ill, I was sick, I, you know, and I, I got through it. And, uh, and yeah, so, uh, it, but back to your question. Uh, uh, so, I, you know, this is my, I got back to some mics uh, this week after going through that quarantine period. And I'll probably do maybe two to three open mics a week now, which is about a, maybe a quarter to a third of what I usually would do before all this happened. And uh, I'll do the online mic, and then I'll usually do a show or two a week, like a showcase or my shows every other week. Um, so that's about the frequency. I would say uh, four to five live events and wow. one to two online events. Yeah. I'm jealous. If I do a live show, it's much more you know, sparse. It is not that free. It is not that frequent. So I mean, they they exist. I mean, they they do happen here, but they're you know they have to be outside. For example, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's a little more complicated. So yeah, you got to find the right space for it. It's uh, it's not as easy. It's and it's because it's yeah. a little cold. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we, we mean so certainly we have outdoor mics. I was in a mic last night that was like in like this like it felt like an airplane hangar. Uh, so it's a real bad echo and reverb throughout the room and. You know, so we're, we're kind of we're just like you. We're dealt with, or maybe it's cold. It was it was cold in that room, even in Houston. Uh, so we're just like, up against the elements. It's it's just not a lot of it's not ideal for comedy. That's right. Yeah, no, it's not. It, it could be. I mean, that being said, I've done outdoor shows and they've been fine. I mean, I it, it's when you haven't done when you haven't done it in person in a long time. It's it's so nice to be in front to be in front of people and to get that feedback. I mean, the, the Zoom stuff is fine. I don't complain about Zoom. I'm fascinated by people who do complain about Zoom because I kind of feel like you should embrace it because it's what we have. Like it's available right. to you. It is a way to do comedy. Why not? You know, like what are you what are you getting by not doing it? Um, and the idea that it doesn't help you and it doesn't help your comedy growth, I just totally disagree with that. I know that when it came time for me to do a live show, I was totally ready because I'd been I'd, I'd been getting my reps. You know, I'd been doing you know a couple mics a day, and yes, they were online, but you know that's like I said, that's what we had. So it's, uh, but, but, it, but it's still really nice to get up in front of actual people. That's re- that's a really nice thing. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. There's some, there's some stand-up comedy purists who are almost, you know, they're getting into the class of old curmudgeons. I mean, you, if you're not embracing, if you have yet to embrace, uh, you're already late to the game. If you're not embracing some sort of online digital presence, so you're already behind, but if you don't recognize the value in, in, in having this platform, uh, then you're, you're honestly missing out. And, and, and if you're against it, you're, you know, you're just stuck in your ways. Uh, this is, it's a terrific part of now my comedy writing uh, routine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so how did you get started in comedy? <laughs> it's an interesting journey. I'll try to keep it as short as I can. But uh, from, just at, at, a, at its basic level, uh, inspired years ago by uh, a long time ago uh, by uh, Eddie Murphy Delirious. Just love that. Watching oh, watch sure. my friends. Yeah. And, and, but what's interesting about that special uh, and I watched raw the other night and raw is not the same people like raw more raw is like, Hey, remember delirious and all the stuff I've done. I feel like delirious is the true, you know, 19 year old Eddie, just, you know, 
but but that inspired me to 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 to, to you know get into comedy. But if you watch that or any of Eddie's early stuff, that's rock star. And so that feels like you have to be a rock star to do it. You have to be something special. And Eddie obviously is something special. Then, so so fall in love with that. I know that by heart. Still do. Then, uh, you know, fast forward maybe 10 years or so after discovering that and discovering some other comics along the way, Carlin and that kind of stuff, Chappelle. Um, the uh, Last Comic Standing came out. Remember Last Comic Standing? Mm-hmm. And, and so that started to make, like, wait a minute, hold on. Anybody can do this, right? You know, so that, that kind of opens your mind to, okay, maybe, I, maybe this is something I can get into at some point or at least try or, you know, experiment with. And then uh, the company I was with actually ran their own lot, last comic standing as an event, as, you know, oh, cool. as, a, as sort of a fun event for, for the company to do. Signed up for it, and then uh, the week it was about to happen, I actually ended up putting in my two-week notice. And, uh, and I used that as my excuse to bow out, but it was just an excuse. I still should have done it. In fact, I should have done it big, right? Because that would have been my last, like, hurrah yeah. with this company, and I probably could have really went for it. But I was 20, you know. Here's the thing. I was 25 years old and I just, you know, at that point, and I, I feel bad for some younger comics, you just haven't lived really any, you haven't had any experiences. You haven't really lived a lot of life. So you don't have really much to talk about. Uh, so, uh, so it's hard to write at that point. So, and then, so dormant for 10 years, I, I, I didn't, uh, you know, I, I didn't really think about performing or anything. Then I got into Toastmasters. Do you know Toast, familiar with that organization? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard a lot of good things. Yeah. So, you know, just to kind of supplement what we were talking about earlier, online mics as a, to, you know, to experiment new jokes and tags and, 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 and workshop, but uh, an underappreciated thing that's available across the world internationally is Toastmasters to work on public speaking, which is the bedrock of stand-up comedy, right? Um, that's what we're doing at the end of the day. And so, uh, so I got into Toastmasters uh, and, and I did that because I was at the time I had just started my new business and I was trying to work on presentation skills, networking, uh, leadership, those types of things, right? So this is about 2017, three, three, I'm getting on 40 years ago now. And, uh, and so I started this, this uh, public speaking thing. And then uh, a friend of mine, a really talented comedian, his name's Gray Pruitt. He's, uh, he's younger than me. So he used to work he used to, uh, at the company I was at. His dad was the COO. So I got to know him when he was in high school, just a young kid. He used to come in and help me with events. I've been in corporate events for over 10 years, right? And so, um, so, uh, so, so anyway, so Grady started comedy, and his dad was like, hey, look, Grady's into comedy. And I'm like, oh, man, uh, I, I'm a huge fan. You know, I've, uh, I can't wait to see Grady and, and talk to him about, you know, hey, Grady, have you seen this? Have you, you know, talking funny on HBO with these comedians or if you watch this special – and, uh, and then I started to sort of watch his career, and he won this big contest in Texas called Funniest Comic in Texas. And I was like, oh, shit, Grady's popping off, right? And uh, I'm like, if Grady can do this, I can do this. And so that, that's when it, you know, it all kind of manifested into, uh, all right, let me, let's go explore this a little more. And, uh, and, and then eventually I found a stage. It's walking distance from my house, a place called Rudyard's here in Houston, Texas, actually where I, I run my show now. And... Uh, and I got up on their open mic and uh, two minutes of bombing. And I'm like, what the hell, what did I do? What did I have I got myself <laughs> right. into? <laughs> and then I got a laugh and then another laugh and another laugh. And I'm like, and then I had somebody, uh, I remember I was leaving the venue and some guy pulled up in an SUV, some stranger. And he's like, Hey man, you did a good job. And I was like, Oh wow. 
and, and I told Grady, I'm like, hey, Grady, here's, you know, here's a clip of the, the recording I did. And he's like, wow, man, you got laughs. Now you got to go to this one tonight. And then this one on Wednesday, and I, that, was, that, was the, that was the end. I was, I was hooked. <laughs> right. So, yeah, that was about, uh, that was April. Uh, the first show was April 1st, April Fool's Day of last year. And so it's, it hasn't even been a full two-year turn. Uh, but, you know, that was, that's the beginning. Wow. That's a good story. I like that. That's good. That's uh, yeah. quite a journey. So you answered, the, uh, you answered my thing. next question about your favorite comedians already in there. So, you know, with Eddie, Mur- yeah, Eddie yeah, Murphy, George so. Carlin. Yeah, those are some early ones. You know, I, I hate to say it, but it's important uh, that probably my biggest influence, and of course he's a scumbag offstage, but uh, he's just so talented as Louis C.K. Uh, his style and uh, his, his, uh, his stage presence and all is something that, it shows up a lot in some of the topics that he covers. I got kids and, 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 and the dark side of having children is something I cover on stage. So uh, he's probably my biggest, honestly, my biggest influence. Um, no, not well, you, you, uh, right, of course. I mean, yeah, we, look, we, you, you separate the art from the artist, however you want, however you want to put it, but it's, it, it's, it's beyond unfortunate, you know, because the thing is the standup is still good. I just, right. I don't know, you know, I mean, it, it doesn't, it doesn't excuse anything he did, and it doesn't mean that he should be given another chance. Like I, I actually have not found any of the stuff that he's done after um, to be particularly good, and I haven't listened to all of it, but the little bits here and there that were leaked, it was, it was sort of like, eh, you know, really? Like I just, I don't think so. Um, he doesn't seem particularly contrite. He, he doesn't seem to really understand the lives that he's, that he really wrecked, and it's. I, you know, but that be, that being said, does that mean he was never funny? No, it doesn't mean that. You can't. You, we we can't sit here and pretend that he that he never was funny. Or that, I mean, I once used a, a clip from one, from his TV show as a parenting aid because it was just so spot on. And I said my wife was doing something, and I was like, you know, no, you really need to do it this way. Look, look at what Louis does. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, which oh, is yeah. bizarre, but that's that's how deep that stuff was. That's how that's how honest it was. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's okay. I mean, I totally, I totally get it. It's, it's just, you know, it's not, you can't really say he's my favorite comedian anymore. That's a, that's a, that's a harder, that's a harder lift. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. But to, to acknowledge his influence, uh, especially in, in the point of my, where I am in my life is something I've, I always, I always try to do. And then, like you said, separate the art from the artist. Uh, you know, one other comment I wanted to make about my start was uh, just about I, 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 what I was, I was doing a lot of, I was playing a lot of golf. I don't know if you play golf, but I, uh, I noticed, okay. But I noticed that I was not getting any better. Uh, I was noticing that I was dumping a ton of money into it, but more importantly, I was dumping a ton of time. And, and, and what I evaluated as a parent and as a husband was I was investing the wrong kind of time. Um, I really didn't, I don't feel like I have the spare. So, you know, if you're, you're going to have to play golf, it's a six hour kind of window of time that you take off during the day. Uh, during daylight hours where you're either taking time away from work or away from your family. Uh, and I rec- I just like, look, what am I doing? I'm, this is, you know, this is time. So, so what I did was I basically traded in that energy into comedy. Uh, you know, that, that's, a, that's, that's the evening hours. The kids are in bed. My, my wife's in bed. The, my customer, domestic IT business, my customers are in bed. So now I've, this is sort of expanding the hours of the day and working on something where I can actually see improvements and, and grow in confidence as opposed to golf, which is a nightmare. So I haven't, I haven't, done, <laughs> I haven't picked up the sticks. Have not picked up the sticks since I started comedy, and, and I, I do oh, wow. consider that a tr- what, I, what I've traded off, and I think it was a very wise trade off. 
Um, I mean, as a non-golf player, I, you're not going to get an argument from me. I, I certainly <laughs> don't. I think comedy is much better. Comedy has been very good to me, so uh, I know exactly what you mean. Um, let's see. Are there any topics you stay away from in your comedy, like things that you just don't want to talk about? Uh, you know, I've uh, – of course, I started comedy in the PC era, Right. So, uh, you know, anything around race, I don't like getting into like I have white privilege type stuff. It just doesn't. I don't me either. It doesn't really it doesn't really speak to me. And I'm not saying that it's not possible to do funny jokes, but that but now that you say that, that's something that I, I don't think I've ever done a joke about that. Yeah. So I, I really don't just don't touch any of the, the racial stuff. Um uh, very much. I, 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 before I hadn't really touched politics, but I got, I just have this great bit that I, that I developed over in, actually during the, the summer where I've kind of, you know, during the period of the election where I pinned my, my five-year-old as my liberal and my two-year-old as my, my, my Republican, my righty, and then contrast those two and have them come together. So that was my first sort of political joke. And, and I, tried, <laughs> and I tried it, uh, I, I wrote it uh, within a week. And I did it in front of almost 300 people at the Houston Improv. Like, oh wow! <laughs> like my first political joke, just going for it big back in October, and it, and it landed. And um, and it's still it's still a work in progress because you know still a new joke. But uh, but that's my first step into political and and uh, good start. Yeah. Wow, wow, that's pretty good. So tell me about breaking down bits. Yeah, yeah, it's such a cool project, and it's and it's taken me to. It's already started to to take me to some interesting places. So uh, the, the way it started, it, it's, a, of course, a podcast, breakingdownbits.com is where you can get, you know, find it. Uh, we've got now 20 episodes in our catalog. Uh, and and what, the origin of it, uh, my, my partner on it, uh, Drew Jordan, is another comic. We're both based out of Houston, Texas. And a couple things were happening. So as I mentioned, Houston, like everywhere else, shut down in March. And there was a, sort of this two-month period where there was no activity and, and in that period of no activity, what we, what we lost was those green room conversations mm. about comedy, about writing jokes. Uh, and maybe more importantly, every now and again, you know, there would be a, a road comic that comes through or, a, you know, a, a, a bigger name in comedy and you get an opportunity to talk with them. And, and, and so uh, that was taken away from us. Okay. So we're already kind of feeling that, you know, we're not, hey, it, that was helping us accelerate our growth as comics. And, and now we don't have that. Uh, so that's part one. Part two, there's a podcast that I love that is just stop recording. Uh, I don't know if, you, if you're familiar with uh, Let's Talk About Sex. Oh, I, I, yeah. I didn't realize that. Right. I thought that was a pretty popular podcast. It, it absolutely is. Yeah. And so they just stopped. They, that, you know, and, and maybe just like everything else, it's just, you know, it's hard to keep going just to try to process, you know, what's going on in the world and with stand up, they just stopped doing it. So, uh, every month I was like, man, I, I love listening to these. It's really, I'm a, you know, it's helped me grow as a comic. I'm a sponge for anything writing and comedy related. And it was just gone. So the, to me, it almost created a vacuum for that type of content. And, um, and then of course, like I said, we didn't have access to the green room in the, in the comics. So that all, all this came together into like, maybe we should do our own, uh, you know, it could help us grow as comics. Surely that there's, you know, when I was, I was seeking this information. There's got to be people uh, more than ever. And in this period of confusion, getting into stand-up, and I think we're seeing that, right? I think it's pretty obvious that we're getting a lot of new entrants. Uh, and so how can, we, how can we create something of value for them 
uh, and for us and approach it as, hey, we're newer comics. You know, we're, we're just here to learn alongside anybody who wants to learn with us, not that, hey, we're joke experts like, like some other people have an approach um, in, in their presentation. But uh, the, the last kind of uh, piece of the secret sauce is, hey, Drew, I bet you these comics are bored. <laughs> they're, just, they're locked up in L.A. and New York. I bet if we just find a way to get a hold of them and ask them if they want to do it, they'll be like, yeah, yeah. What, what, what else am I doing? You know? Um, and so all that sort of mix that all up into, and then let's, Hey, let's, let's pay, put uh, pay tribute to my favorite TV show, breaking down, breaking bad and uh, borrow, borrow uh, some of their branding until we get a cease and desist from Sony pictures and AMC. <laughs> uh, let's, let's run with it. And, uh, and, and see what happens. And, it, and it's really been a sort of a, a magical journey. Uh, just learned a ton, grow, grew a ton, uh, made relationships with fans and people from all over the world. And, um, and then just to kind of tail in that, the, the mic that you uh, attended, you know, that was Drew and I sitting down saying, hey, look, our numbers aren't quite where we want them to be. Uh, what would be the next step in sort of growing our platform? Because we think we're doing something about, that could really be valuable to these people. How do we reach them? And so the idea was let's do this mic every week and let's create super fans, people that want to, you know, because that's how I learned about, let's talk about sets. I went to comics and said, hey, what a podcast can I listen to? So we want to be in the top three, you know, good one. Let's talk about sets, hot breath and, and, and breaking down bits. You know, we want to be the ones that get the, the, the vouch. So that's a part of our, our growth strategy. And, and uh, we're about to kick off season three and, uh, continue to do this thing as, as long as people will come on and talk to us and as long as people want to listen. That's right. That's terrific. Who have you had on? Yeah. Uh, man, we just uh, wrapped with uh, Mark Normand on December 18th, which was just mega. You know, He's great. Uh, He's great. Yeah. Not only is he just an incredible mind in comedy, you know, one of the top five going right now as far as comics, in my opinion, um, He's also uh, just, you know, helped us boost our, our brand. I mean, they put it on his uh, YouTube page and, you know, 35,000 people or whatever it is listen to us, you know, wow. for an hour. Talk to Mark. It's very vulnerable. I, Drew went through and looked at the comments. I'm like, I can't do it, man. <laughs> you know, because it's not, it's not like a TikTok 15 second, this is Brian doing something silly or saying something. This is like an hour of us exposed, right? You know, talking to this comedian, uh, you know, and, and, and it's the world that's watching this, uh, you know. Uh, so, so you know, I try to stay out of the what, what do they think? Drew said it was mostly positive, but you still got a few in there. That, oh, there's know, always but, anytime um, there's comments, there's going to be something negative. Yeah, yeah. So I stayed out of it. But uh, who else? Uh, Sean Patton was was, was incredible. Uh, Sam Talent. If you don't know Sam Talent, he was just actually on WTF with Mark Marin. Uh, his book Running the Light uh, is is just widely regarded as one of the best. Uh, it's fiction about a comedian, a traveling comedian, just facing his own demons. Uh, Drew's supposed to finish it. Let me borrow it. But uh, everybody has talked about it and loved it. Uh, so that's a popular episode. Um, Ron G was a popular episode. Uh, he's uh, one of the comics that came up during last comic standing. Jeff Jeff Die, another one. Uh, so just yeah, some big names, both both coasts, L.A. and uh, and New York and everything in between and. Um, just incredible insight insight from from these comedians. That's great. That's terrific. And uh, it's, I mean, obviously, you've booked some some stellar comics, so I assume there's going to be more on the way. Yeah, 
Yeah. So now, yeah. So we're just building on, you know, kind of reputation at this point. Um, now some of these comics are starting to vouch for us. Um, like Ian Lara, uh, and I'll take a second to talk about him too. Um, he was the one that helped us get Mark because he does a lot of work with Mark Norman. Okay. Uh, Ian's funny. He, Ian's well, real funny. Yeah, and then, and then he's great. And uh, he works really hard and he's a real nice guy. But uh, here's what's cool about where, where this is going. Uh, so I was able to, to use that relationship of having Ian on the show uh, to have him come down and do my, my headliner show here in Houston. So he's going to be down here on March 13th, and we're doing a couple shows. And uh, I was like, hey, you know, Ian, we got you down here. Do you want me to try to book some shows in some other markets while you're here? And so, you know, here I am now, you know, creating this relationship, uh, booking this comic, this, this one of the best up-and-coming comics out of New York right now on my headliner show, and now I'm opening or featuring for him in, 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 on two, in two other markets. So, I mean, it's just, That's awesome. you know, the reason I bring this up is because just, you know, start something, uh, understand what it is and, and how it can help people and, and, and just keep going with it. And, and you just, you, it's, it's unimaginable where these things can go. So, I mean, comedy is, it's, it's uh, you know, of course, telling jokes and being funny is, is always number one. And it's almost always comes up on the show. But there's a business and there's a networking uh, aspect to it, too. And if you can kind of figure out how to, how these all work together, some pretty incredible things can happen. I've only been in it for, you know, less than two years. So, I mean, um, that's the thing. I, comedy rewards hard work, which is something that's hard to express to someone. But if you get in and you do the work and you really, you know, you, first of all, you will get better as a comedian. If you, if you just keep doing it and you, can, and you keep writing, you know, not just get up and do the same jokes, you know, at the same mic. Like you got you to gotta spread your wings a little bit, but you will get better. And as you get better, there will be more opportunities, and you, and you just got to keep, you know, putting yourself out there. So I said, which it's, I mean, it sounds like that's been your experience. That has certainly been mine. Yeah, you know, I had a few things too early on. So you know, everybody's lives are in different places, right? But you know, given that I that I do I do run a business, uh, my wife runs a business, and 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 so I've had the opportunity to travel uh, for for business related reasons and some personal related reasons where I'm able to then go into other markets and try material like New York and Baltimore, New Orleans, and, uh, Dallas. And I was able to do that early on. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm kind of blessed to have that, but even if you don't, you know, find a way to get into other markets, other cities, try your material and other, you know, outside of your, your normal elements that and just accelerate your growth that way. Um, so, uh, and, and, and the comic community is getting, it's getting it's such a small community. Uh, you know, there's ways to connect with people. You know, Facebook's obviously a great vessel to meet people in other markets. And I've used, that's how I usually get started when I enter a new market and you can crash on couches and, you know, it's, it's, we're, it's a fraternity. Um, and so it's really not that hard to get out and, and try to explore. And then uh, I always talk about this on the show, but like every time you go to a new place, that's input for a potential material output. And so, uh, you know, make sure you're giving yourself these experiences and it can run parallel to your comedy development. And, and that's just really how you can get better that much faster. Sure. Absolutely. I think that makes a lot of sense. And also from things like your feedback, Mike, you know, not to you know, put too fine a point on it, but, you know, something right. something like that, what you offer is very is very valuable. It's really quite it was it, it's just it, it's a helpful thing to hear from other comics, especially at a time when we're all locked down. It, you know that, as you say, you don't get that green room interaction. You know where you can go over jokes and just kind of banter about comedy. Is this is, you know, this gives you a little bit of that. So that you know that's actually that's a really nice thing. When is that? What what days of the week is the feedback, Mike? 
Yeah, yeah, good call out. So it's uh, Tuesday evenings generally. We, you know, we're trying to get these on a more regular, you know. Uh, so, so as of now, we're gonna, we're committing to do this every Tuesday night. It's uh, nine to ten. Maybe runs a little bit long, but we try to run it right within an hour, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the way to get involved with that is uh, breakingdownbits at gmail.com. Just email us the week leading up, say, hey, I want to get on that Tuesday night, Mike, and, and uh, we'll either get you up or we'll get you on a future one. Uh, and just one other thing I want to say about that, Mike, is, uh, you know, we do workshops here in Houston. That they, they run those from time to time, and they're okay. But what happens in your own market is there's this underlying competitiveness, right? It's this co-opertition at best in, in comedy, except there's only so many spots you can get, and you're all competing for those spots. But when you do these sort of international mics, that, that, that's stripped away. It, at least it feels that way, right? And so it's a safe place. Everybody's willing to give full feedback. Um, now, what you lose is people don't necessarily understand your point of view and perspective. And so I'm thinking about that, about maybe, you know, sending your bio so I can kind of, and then that also can help comics work on their bio. So I might even be adding a little bit more. And by the way, I just thought of that on this call. That's not something I've been actively thinking about, <laughs> but uh, I'm, 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 an ide- I'm an ideator, man. You know, I'm an idea machine. And so that, you know, those types of things help me uh, uh, just, you know, help, help develop myself and, and create opportunities for myself, but also, you know, through the, through the breaking down bits, you know, how can we help? comics and um and again this just gives you a safe place to 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 experiment and try new jokes and get get really honest good feedback yeah no that's a good thing and and also that you keep it relatively short i you know i i was in a mic that went that just it went on for like i don't know it was almost two hours and it's just deadly like and i don't want i don't want to be the guy who leaves like because i just feel like that's rude and i you know i run mics myself and I like it right. when people stay. You know, I, when I did them live, I would say, you know, we expect you to stay for the whole mic. Obviously, I can't make you stay for the whole mic, but you know, obviously, I would. It's just, it, you know, it's, let's just all, let's all support each other and let's let's stick around, listen to each other's sets. You know, I'm not I'm not going to say you have to laugh or anything, but you know, just just let's let's watch, let's pay attention. That's the point. Yeah, that, you know, that's a good. That's a great point. Yeah, I've been on other people's online mics, and um, you get to a point sometimes where you feel like you're a hostage. And I don't want, you know, I, I do not want anybody to feel that way. And so, you know, my, my way of combating that is to just keep it on a good clock and, uh, and then keep it positive and keep it moving. And I think that everybody appreciates that. And really that's rooted in the fact that my time is valuable. I, I want to get out of there, in and out of there in an hour. You sure. know? And so um, it's not shoot the shit with comics from all over the, the country or the world. It is, it is, let's, let's get some work done. And, and that's, and that's, that's what's, that's what's happening. Yeah, absolutely, totally. I I 100% agree with that. I I think that um, I I'm always looking for more mics. So I was I was very excited when I heard about yours because I thought that I was just like this is great. It's well run. This is terrific. It was it was it was a good thing. And I'm gonna have to check out the podcast obviously because uh, you're getting good people. So that's really good. Um, is there anyone that you want to get that you haven't been able to get? Oh yeah, yeah. The list is is uh, is long and and we we aim high. Uh, so. Right now, we're, we're trying to track down Sam Morell. Uh, we are trying to track down Nate Bargatze. Oh, uh, you are you are right. You are even guy. Yeah, Nate's Nate's one of my favorite. You know, uh, Nate's the my, my my favorite going that I could admit that uh, that is my favorite going. Uh, <laughs> you know, Louis a little harder to admit. Uh, but uh, uh, we're 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 trying an inroad to get Nikki Glazer. Um, so yeah, we're 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 shooting high. Yeah. 
That's great. That's terrific. I mean, I think it's good to shoot high. I there there's a couple of people that I'm trying to get on here, but this is a little less focused. There, this is a little more uh, general. But it's also, you know, I, I like to think that for these things, like it's not a it's not a heavy lift. So it's really just a matter of, you know, is, are you going to make it a good experience for them? Like, I, right. like whenever I have yeah. pro comics on here, like I try to make it a good experience, and therefore I hope that they will tell somebody. And if I go back to them and say, hey, can you get your friend? You know, remember you had a good experience doing it. You know, then maybe right. that'll help. So I mean, I, you know, like you talk, have Mark Norman done. You know, maybe Mark will tell Mark will tell Sam, you know, that it was good and he he enjoyed himself, and therefore, you know, maybe he'll do it. I, I think it's good. I think it's good to reach. That's exactly right. And then let me, you know, on the front end, you know, how do you get started? Uh, I'll share a couple tips. Uh, you know, the first thing is, you know, show up professionally. Uh, so, so, you know, whenever I reach out to a comic, usually it'll start on, you know, say, I'll, you know, Instagram will be a great place to go get email addresses. I've also heard IMDb, IMDb Pro is another place, whether it's directly with the comic or working with their publicist or manager. Uh, so I started doing a lot of working with their managers, right? Um, but uh, you know, have an email signature that's professional, uh, have branding that's professional. We have a website, so I mean, that, that helps. Just and, and, and then another thing I've created is this PDF, and it's a, you know, here, here's three bullets, you know, keeping it super short and simple. Here's the format. Here's the time commitment. Here are the dates, right? So just real pop, pop, pop. And then if you're interested in more information, uh, here attached is a PDF, and it's our, it's our, our show format, and it just explains – every question, you know, two to three pages about what it is and who we are. And if they really wanted to explore a little deeper, they could. But I think people just want that, that disseminated to just pop, 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 what is it? How long is it going to take? Who's listening? And that they can make a decision right then and there. Um, and so that, that's been our approach. And then to your point, you know, have, make sure from the experience level that they have a great experience. And, you know, as I mentioned, you know, Ian Lair had a great experience and then he told Mark, right? And so, you know, we're, we're focused on that too, but the, the front end is, is pretty critical. Oh, absolutely. No, no, no. I mean, everything you're saying, like I saw your website and I have a, I have a, my main podcast is comics who love comic books. And I, I've been, I've been hesitating to do, you know, kind of separate social media for that and to do a website just cause I, I'll be honest, I've been a little lazy and I feel like maybe I should just bite the bullet and just do it, you know, because it'll, it'll just me, it, it just makes it stand out that much more. It's a good debate. Uh, so I've got three sort of comedy projects right now, uh, which is you know breaking down bits being one. Uh, the riot, uh, the riot HTX is is my comedy show, and I've got my charity comedy show, Ha for Hope, and I've got separate websites for each of those those projects, and it's so that becomes difficult to manage. It also it's not as um, cohesive, uh, you know. If I'm really building something in comedy, you know, how do I connect all these things? And so it's good and it's bad to have it separated um but uh you know i've I've got a direction for all this and i'm I'm working through it all but uh it does present its own challenges yeah that's the thing is is then you have to i don't know there's just i'm i'm doing a lot of stuff and i'm trying to figure out a way that i can keep doing the stuff and not fall behind like you know from doing a podcast doing a podcast is a lot of work you know like it really just get getting it up there every single week and you know I, i yours is weekly right yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like getting it, you know, record, recording it, editing it, 
putting it up, putting it up on the platforms and all of that. Is it impossible? No, of course not. Tons of people do it. But is it easy to kind of fall out of that rhythm? A hundred percent. And it took me, it took me a couple of months to really get into the rhythm of doing it and to really be able to, okay, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to spend the time. Cause I, I like to go over the episode and edit out, you know, sort of the boring bits, um, which, which on an hour long podcast takes a lot of time. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so a couple things, uh, you know, what Drew and I did was, hey, you have to you have to sort of gain this trust with your listeners is what we decided from episode zero. And the idea is, hey, look, every week we're going to put these out and we're going to do these in blocks of 10, seasons of 10, to allow us those breaks in between. Uh, we, you know, we kind of verbally agreed those would be about a month or less, right? But, but still give us that breathing room and then that time to think and, and be like, you know, reflect on what, what just happened over the last 10 episodes in fact, this week we'll re- or next week we'll record a you know sort of a looking back kind of thing, uh, and then and then also that's where the ideas like hey let's add the mic that's where that came from or hey let's add stickers and send them to comics for, or across the country so they can share them at mics and spread the word and so it's important you build in those breaks and it's also important that you establish that trust of cadence with your listeners because that helps them keep coming back and. Ideally, on Saturday mornings, they know that that podcast coming out. You know, they're waiting for for it to, to show up on their on their podcast platform. Uh, so those things are, are all important, and I, I couldn't agree more. You know, episode eight or nine, Drew and I are feeling pretty burnt out. It's been really helpful to have a partner like Drew, who is who's, who's accountable. Uh, you know, somebody that that I like to work with, enjoy working with, that's creative, and so you know, that's been really helpful having a, a good balance and partnership there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, having someone to work with, I do not have that, but um, I, I am a bit of a solo act, but I can totally see how it would be very, very nice to have somebody to share the, to share the burden, just, you know, to, and yeah. to, bounce, to bounce ideas off and all of the, I have good partners are great. Yeah. And, and I've, I, this is my third podcast. I've got two other ones. I've got a small business podcast that I've run for like three years. Um, and that's, there's been a little partner imbalance in some, in my, my, uh, you know, I was doing most of the work basically on the other one. Uh, and then there, I was running one solo and I was doing just what you said. I was going back and editing and that was taking me 24 hours and I couldn't figure out how to transition it to like a, a virtual assistant or, or somebody through like, uh, one of the, um, you know, the Upwork or, uh, Fiverr, you know, those, those services. Uh, right. so I, I, I hated it and I got out. So uh, the, the two things that I learned from those experiences is, you know, get a balanced partnership. And by the way, I have a new partner on that, on that big idea, small business podcast. And, and she's terrific. So I've, I've uh, turned a page on that, but uh, the one where I was editing and adding music and all that stuff, I mean, that was just too much. So to combat that, what I've done is we've created just a good format. You know, let's, let's make sure that, you know, we, we know where we're going. We kind of prep our, our, our guests and they know where we're going. And so we don't have any fat uh, or very little fat. And the fat we have are like, it's not worth going back and adding it. It's just right. Out. That makes sense. Uh, Brian, this has been great. Tell everyone where they can find breaking down bits, where they can find you on social media and all those things. Yeah, sure. So uh, the bet, the conduit to all the projects I talked about breaking down bits, uh, haha for hope, which is my charity show, uh, the riot HTX, all that stuff is uh, my website, thebriangendron.com. Uh, only because Brian Gendron was taken, I, I don't like that. <laughs> but that's what <laughs> it is. It's T-H-E, and then Brian with an I. So T-H-E, Brian, and then my last name, Gendron, which is G-E-N-D-R-O-N, Brian, thebriangendron.com. 
that's also the Brian Jenner is all my social media handles and uh, you know, Instagram is a big one for me. Uh, Twitter, not so much, but I'm on there and uh, Facebook. Uh, and then all those projects, you know, breaking out bits is the one uh, that, that uh, I think brings a lot of value based on, you know, who I believe your listeners are. Uh, so that's just breaking down bits.com uh, at breaking down bits on every platform, except Twitter. Cause it's 15 characters is uh, at breaking down bit. So singular bit on Twitter. Uh, but Breaking Down Bits is the is where you'll find us uh, anywhere you look, and it's on all the podcast platforms. Got a good YouTube channel for video. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, and so, uh, you know, we uh, the, the mic, like I said, is breakingdownbits at gmail.com. Just email us throughout the week, and we'll, we'll kind of go back and forth for a minute. We might, we might make that a little tighter as far as how we get people on, but for right now it's working. And, um, and yeah, I mean, we're, we're just going to keep doing this season three, uh, starts on the 22nd officially. Uh, I'm going to screw up her last name, so I'm not going to say our guest, but she's got an album coming out. Uh, Adrian, Adrian, Adrian. Okay. I, let's say that. Adrian. I I, perfect. Her perfect. Yeah, she's a terrific right. comic. Uh, yeah. All right, Brian, this has been great. Thank you so much for doing the show. Everyone, we will be back next week. Please above all stay safe.